So welcome back to another episode from Tech Markets, where me and the leading expert in this industry, Tim Finch, talking about everything related to the FX market. So last week, we talked about EuroGBP, where it moved actually from 0.8783 to 0.8890, trying to go higher. Can it break above uh, 0.8900 this week? So that made people think, okay, the Bank of England probably will have to raise interest rates again. And it made that sterling against the US dollar was very strong this week. It's touched 124 a couple of times this week. So that, of course, broke the trend in euro sterling. Um, euro went down a little bit and it sold off on, on the cross. So, yeah, that was the end of that one for now. There is buying down at 87.50, but, you know, will we go higher again? Let's see. Uh, for anyone who didn't watch last week, we talked about two camps, the battle of the TV pundits on equities. Tell us a little bit more about it, Tim, please. Yeah, so we said that there are two camps and we, we named them, actually. The first group is called Don't Fight the Fed. So this is the people that believe that interest rates will stay higher for longer. They believe in what Chairman Jay Powell tells them because his reputation's at stake. And that should put pressure on the equity markets. And so we do see some sell-offs. And these are the people that don't think we've seen the bottom in US equity markets. And that tends to lead to a stronger dollar when the equity markets sell off. Now, to support that idea, US retail sales came out and actually fell 1.1% over the Christmas period. So that kind of you know leads to fears of recession. And there's a lot more earnings being released from companies which are slightly on the bad side. So that's one camp. The other camp, we're calling them FOMO, the fear of missing out. These are the people that believe interest rates have already peaked. Inflation's peaked. It's coming down in the background and that the central banks might actually need to cut rates at the end of 2023. So they believe that equity markets have already seen the bottom and they get supported by things like Netflix. Their earnings came out. It was very good yesterday. And so they're thinking dollars should be weaker and equities go higher. So who was the winner this week? It's FOMO. The equity markets finished the week higher. And uh, so that camp has won. The don't fight the Fed crew, you'll see them on TV. They're still suggesting be cautious, be cautious. But in the meantime, the market seems to want to buy. So, yeah, equity markets a little bit higher this week. Brilliant. Um, tell us a little bit more about USD, GBY, USDN, Bank of Japan um, had a meeting on Wednesday on the 18th of January. They didn't raise GPY rates. Everyone was expecting them to follow the other central banks lead, if you like, and, you know, keep the pressure on by raising rates again. There's a new BOJ governor coming in in about two months. So maybe the old guy thought, do you know what, I'm going to leave it to the new person, let him take over and he'd do it. So the option market was selling calls at the run 135, 136 level, and they were buying 130 puts earlier in the month. And so just before the decision came out, the rate was about 128, the figure. And it was a real shock to everyone. Everyone was short of dollars, long of yen, expecting the rates to go up. So the market was caught wrong. So dollar-yen went sharply higher to 131.50. And then the BOJ came in and intervened in the market and knocked it right back down to 127.50, where it started. So this was like a major move in dollar yen all happened at sort of very early Japanese time. So you had to be up in the middle of the night to watch it. But in the meantime, 
you know, Japanese inflation is 4% and they've still got the same target as the Fed. They want to get it down to 2%. So, you know, generally the dollar was weaker this week, but we had that sharp move higher and lower again in, in, in uh, dollar yen on the decision. So, yeah, a lot of volatility. Let's talk a little bit about crypto. So we've seen a raise for crypto last week where it jumped from $17,000 all the way above 21500 I believe. Yeah, Bitcoin's moved higher. I mean, everyone in the world was negative after the FTX collapse. And we've had more companies coming out. Even Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan, he went back to his original statement of blockchain technology that supports the use of crypto is good, but crypto is bad. So, yeah, a lot of people were negative about it. So, of course, in the meantime, there are some huge holdings, you know, major crypto whales, as they call them, like Michael Saylor, been buying all the way down from 40,000. And his average price is about 21,500. So 21 and a half was a, was a real level. Now, this morning, as we we're recording this on Saturday morning, it's actually touched 23,000. And it's wow. the start of Chinese New Year today. And that's traditionally been bullish for crypto in the past few years, because people buy it for luck as the new Chinese New Year begins. So all of that has meant that crypto has been quite strong. And as an asset, it's kind of reconnected with the equity markets. So equity markets go higher, crypto goes higher. So yeah, that's, that's what's happening in crypto against everybody's you know bearish view, really. We said two weeks ago that we felt the market was supported, uh, but uh, it's been dramatic these last two weeks. And moving on to Davis, uh, Davis World Economic uh, Forum 23, uh, let's talk about the themes. The Davos uh, World Economic Forum is in Switzerland every year, and it's kind of a gathering of world leaders, CEOs of the banks. So if you're watching CNBC this week, you'll see the guys there all dressed in their warm coats with the mountains in the background and they're interviewing people outside at Davos. So these leaders all get together and talk about various economic themes. So the theme for this one was cooperation in a fragmented world. You know, the theme of globalization is gone. It's the world is fragmented. And these are the people that believe the markets are wrong. So they're in the don't fight the Fed group, if you like, <laughs> being sensible. <laughs> But mostly there's probably been a big discussion about energy markets. And we don't know yet what's been agreed by the industry and world leaders. It all goes on in closed sessions at Davos. So watch out for that. Statements coming out. You've seen some of the big presenters from the TV pundits who have been at Davos this week. And they're starting to record their clips and little pieces of news are coming out. So this is where it all happens, but it happens in secret. Right. We've got someone commented in the live chat, uh, NSD, USD. With a, heart, with a heart emoji. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> they're referring to. So they're loving New Zealand, yeah? And yeah. selling USD. So the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand has come out this week and said she's not going to continue. So there'll be a new yeah. Prime Minister soon. I mean, she saw the country through the whole COVID thing. She was there when the terrorist attack happened in New Zealand. She's really been through it in the last five, six years. So she felt she was a little bit burned out and it was time for her to step aside. But she's done a really terrific job. So, yeah, New Zealand, let's watch out for this new prime minister coming in. All right, let's move on um, and talk about Saudi Arabia, right? So we've seen in the news Saudi Arabia is considering to open discussion about trade in currencies other than the USD dollar. 
according to the kingdom's uh, finance minister. Tell us a little bit more about that. So this was typical. He was interviewed at Davos, okay? So he was there, obviously talking in the background. And this comes up from time to time, you know, would the Gulf move away from the dollar? Most of the currencies are fixed against the dollar. It's a dollar-based right, economy. Right. You know, interest rates go up in the States, interest rates go up in the Gulf. So there's always been discussions about, you know, would they move off the dollar and onto the euro? And so the finance minister came out on Bloomberg TV and said, we don't have any issue with discussing it. You know, we're not fixed to the, the, the dollar forever. We're willing to consider other currencies. So the big one is obviously the Chinese RMB. Last year, President Xi Jinping went to Riyadh and the two countries agreed to boost their coordination on energy and exploration. And right. China said, look, we're going to buy more oil from the Middle East, but we want to pay in RMB, in the, in the Chinese yuan. So watch out for that, because it could be that that puts pressure on the dollar if people think, you know, the GCC is moving away from, from being dollar based. I remember last year, one of our traders, um, when there was an initial discussion in, in the news about it, um, we traded, I think, uh, against the dollar when that news came out in the market. And that's how you benefit from the FX markets, from such moves or such news. Uh, let's talk about what to watch for next week. So Taiwan. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, the USA and Taiwan are looking to cement their semiconductor chip deal. Taiwan, as you know, is where a lot of these chips for PCs, cars, you know, cars have so many chips in them now that have been disturbed by COVID because the supply chain got disturbed. And so it's an essential thing for the USA and Taiwan to agree on this. But what does China think about this? Well, I heard somebody again interviewed at, at Davos and they said that in 1949, when Taiwan began, China said, don't worry, we'll be reunified in the next hundred years because they always think longer term, right? And China's got other issues to deal with. They're coming out of COVID. They want to get their economy going again. It's, it's not that they don't care. It's just it's not the top issue for them at the moment. Brilliant. And let's talk about the Bank of England and UK rate rising. Yeah, so the Bank of England governor has been cautioning the market this week because if you remember when we had a very temporary Prime Minister, Liz Truss, and her um, kamikaze uh, chancellor, they, they brought out this disastrous budget. And that sent interest rates higher because of the pension industry that had to cover some of their losses. Inflation in the UK is still high. It came out as 10.6 this week. So another 50 basis points rate rise is kind of widely priced in. The meeting's in two weeks' time on the 2nd of February. So, yeah, just watch out for that, really. That's what's adding to some sterling strength at the moment. Absolutely. That's brilliant, Tim. Thank you so much. Now it's question time. Uh, we'll be answering um, a question every week from the questions you guys have sent us. So we've got a question from Giovanna Ospino. All right. I hope I said the name right. Forgive me if I didn't pronounce it right. So she's asked, um, when are we launching crypto programs? Yeah, so crypto is very interesting, but it can be very volatile, as we've seen. You know, it's it's gone up 30% in the last two, three weeks. That's a huge move. The dollar, by coincidence, you know, took the whole year last year to go up 20, 30%, and it's come down 7 or 8% again. 
but crypto can do that in a day. So if uh, you're trying to come out with a, a trading strategy for trading crypto, it's got to have much wider risk management limits. So it's probably going to be a high risk type strategy if we were to launch something like that. So we've been following the markets. We've been looking at an AI based system, which actually predicts right. which way uh, crypto are going. It's really interesting. Not quite ready, but watch this space. If we do launch something, um, we'll tell you guys in advance and you can uh, get on board. Absolutely. And I just want to add something to what you just said. We don't launch something until we're absolutely 100% sure about it. We've tested it with our real money just to make sure it's something that will add value to you. And I get again something under low ri for a risk management approach because that's been our slogan. Now, there is a question. When we will see you on YouTube? Guys, this episode will be out on YouTube hopefully by tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be out on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so you can check it out there. You can also watch it on YouTube tomorrow or by Monday maximum. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in for next Saturday. Thank you so much, Tim. All right. This program was sponsored by Orbix, our broking partner who offers crypto as well as FX. Don't forget. We've got a quick question. We might um, answer it. So Bilal Murad from the private market, right? He says... Can the algo trading system forecast future FX movements? Yeah, so what an algo strategy basically does is it follows the market and it maybe uses indicators to try to work out when a new trend is beginning or if a trend is ending. So the algo will look at it and say, okay, I believe that the market will go up, it will buy, it'll risk manage that trade with a stop loss order, but it'll have a take profit target as well. So when the algo reaches that or something changes in the indicators, the algo can react to that and get out of the position profitably. So that's basically how it works. Absolutely. And it doesn't have the human emotions. So it's really intelligence. It doesn't repeat its mistakes. And we've been doing really well. And we're soon launching 100% algo trading strategy, which we've been testing since March last year after the start of the war. And it's under low risk management approach again. So thank you so much, guys, for watching. Make sure you subscribe for more episodes to come and see you next Saturday. Thank you. Mm -hmm.